Hi guys, it's Thursday again. Welcome back to my podcast, The Unraveling with Miles Dwey. I understand I've not been consistent, but yeah, I've said it in my previous podcast. I said I'm actually busy and all that, but still on still, I am here now and I have, I have a very wonderful topic for every one of us to actually learn from because I understand that uh as this podcast has always been saying we are trying to unravel we are trying to investigate what are the things that we are missing what are the things we should have put in place to get us where we want to go that goals we have set down how do we get there what is the setbacks these are the things we are learning here for those that are just joining us for those that have been with me from the right time now today's topic is um financial independence i say again today's topic financial independence what are we saying here financial independence like understanding budgets and expenses because in life uh, we tend not to understand how trivial or how important these two things uh, uh how important and how these things have actually influenced our life a lot because we don't understand budget and we don't understand the expenses we don't understand too much what too much expenses could actually cost us because when we are that little we don't have a lot of people to tell us this and maybe they even told us and um, we, we don't have a detailed information of this particular lesson or this particular important um i would like call it uh this important topic let me just put it that way because it is very 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 important that we understand how to manage our expenses how to make budget of all the things we will be needing and all that so today this is what i want us to tweet because i uh, have you ever asked ask yourself that why is it hard for you to save are you having trouble to save Are you having trouble? Uh, are you having trouble getting to uh, look for where your money went to? You got your salary, you got paid, or your payday, and all of a sudden your money is gone. Uh, have you? Are you struggling to meet your financial goals? Are you? Uh, are you overspending, and you don't even know how to manage them? These are the things we want to talk about in this financial independence because you want to get there, and I also want you to get there now if you live in the first world there is a simple highly effective formula for avoiding poverty it is called success sequence what are the steps to attain this this success sequence i'm just talking about it is just three things you finish high school the second one is get a full-time job once you finish school and the third one is get married before you have children all this works well maybe in the first world but it doesn't work well now in this 21st century that we all are as there are many challenges that we are facing now there are things are not getting easier due to expansion and reproduction that we're getting every day now we don't um i would like call it now there the, the, uh, more people are even getting child they are, they are, they are giving birth before they actually get married And that's it. And people are even getting jobs even before they finish school. And a lot of things have actually changed. So we're not actually going to go 
deeper on success sequence. But I'm just saying that in the first word, it's always easy. Once you follow these three steps, you should know that you have that financial stability. You should know you shouldn't worry about poverty and the likes. Now, this takes me to the definition of expenses. Now, expenses is simply defined as the cost one is required to spend on obtaining something. As the popular saying goes, it costs money to make money. Common expenses include payments to supplies, employee wages, factory lease, and equipment depreciation. Now, we all know that one of the main goals of company management teams is to maximize profits. Now, this is achieved by boosting revenue while keeping expenses in check. Now, slashing costs can help companies to make even more money from sales. However, if if expenses are cut too much, it could also have a detrimental effect. For example, paying less on uh, advertising reduces costs, but also lowers the company's visibility and the ability to reach out to potential customers. Now, I am actually going to the business world just for you to understand what I am saying. Now, let's take it back now to our own personal life. Now, these expenses, we are not saying that we shouldn't have it or because we have necessities and we have um, expenses that we cannot actually run away from. And we are not even saying that after you do all this, you shouldn't still have external expenses that you should have for yourself, just like the advertisement that the company is doing. We are not saying that you shouldn't buy clothes for yourself so you could actually look good outside. But what we are saying is that make sure that there is a, a, a like a label to it, like a, a, a standard to what you're actually buying. Make sure you know what you have, you, you know your budget, you know what you uh, what you're expected to buy at a certain particular time. You are not just expected to just go out there and start buying something you don't even actually need at that particular moment. We said it the other time. I said the company did what? They did advertisement. It's helping them. Yes, buy something for yourself too. But make sure that you are not actually buying things and it's, these things are actually affecting you yourself. Now, also note, not all expenses can be deducted. You know, I said it the other time. Now, what are examples of expenses? Example of expenses, our own personal expenses right now, includes rent, utilities, uh, maintenance, insurance, and um, uh, etc. Expenses are usually recurring payments needed to operate business, uh, needed to operate a business or even our daily lives. So now you should know that, yes, we need all these expenses. Now, managing expenses is an important part of managing personal finance. To make it easier to prepare and allocate a budget, you need to know this. Although there are various expenses, they can actually be categorized into three main types. Now, the first one is fixed expenses. Fixed expenses are the easiest easiest to budget for because they are fixed. They are they are easy to predict. They are generally fixed in both amount and interval. What are examples of fixed expenses? Internet bills and cable TV t- subscriptions. You make payments every month and the billing amount is usually the same from month to month unless you upgrade or slightly change the subscription plan you choose. 
For fixed expenses, the budgeting will be very easy. You can follow the previous month's budget. That is how easy fixed expenses is. The second one is periodic expenses. Periodic expenses are similar to fixed expenses. However, periodic expenses are usually less frequent and the more amount can vary. Now, do you like giving gifts to family and friends on their birthdays? Buying gifts is an example of periodic expenses. You might give a more expensive gift to a best friend than a co-worker. So the amount will vary. So periodic expenses, you also need a budget. In order not to be surprised that you suddenly have to spend a decent amount of money on a best friend's birthday, you can allocate a budget for periodic expenses. You can do this by setting aside money every month. Now, this takes me to the third one. This is the third one is variable expenses. As the name suggests, variable expenses can fluctuate a lot. Your electric electricity bill, for example, can increase dramatically the following month if you do a lot of activities that requires um, electricity in that month. Now, gasoline purchase can also be categorized as a uh, as a variable expenses. The previous month you drove you drove a lot to go sightseeing around the city as well as uh, you visited your office and all the like. But in the current month, you only use the car to go to, to the office. Automatically, last month spending on gasoline was much higher than the current month. Although dynamic, variable expenses are the easiest for you to control. If you want to save gas, you can choose to ride a bicycle or use a cheaper public transport. Take for example, for those that takes the uh, the public transport, the, the yellow bus that we all take in Lagos, or your various space that you uh, that you are. Take for example, those who, who takes that to work every day, check the amount they are using and um, 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 compare it to those who, who are taking Uber every day. You cannot compare that amount with uh, public transport. Well, let's uh, let me try and draw trace down to where we are actually going today. Now, there are many different ideas as to what it means to be financially independent. Actually, the idea can be broken uh, can be broken down into three very different concepts. Now, the first one is financial stability. Now, financial stability should be the first financial goal we plan to achieve because these are the things we have been missing. You see, it means being having an income, being responsible for our own bills, paying our own daily expenses, and if we have a family, providing for them. Bills include monthly, uh, monthly expenses like loan payment, electric, gas, water, phone, um, internet, groceries, food, clothing, insurance, transportation, uh, etc. Now, with all these, you still have money left over something fun, like going to the movies or going out to dinner, buying gifts, and maybe going on vacation. And we cannot forget emergency savings for, for unexpected expenses. Many financial planners suggest we have three to six months of emergency savings. Money we can have, uh, we can actually save in case of a medical emergency. 
is, is, is the uh, medical emergency could actually be for you or for your pets or you actually need a, a major car repair etc like that so when we are financially stable we don't get stressed out about money because we know all this sounds easy but is it that's the question is it we will know before the end of this section now the second one is financial independence you see financial independence means we have enough money or assets to pay our own living expenses for the rest of our life without having to be employed or dependent on others in other words we have been able to replace our earnings from our jobs with what's called passive income earning that come from interest on savings dividends from stock income from bonds rental from investment property financial advisor estimate that we need 25 times our annual expenses to be considered financially independent this is another reason for keeping the budget to keep track of those expenses so if our monthly expenses are 50000 naira or 600000 naira annually we will need to have 15 million naira in a mix of investment to be considered financially independent yeah you said well right that's a big number but it is achievable how long it takes depends on your lifestyle and your determination to save here are seven ideas on how to start the first one is spend less than you earn second one is having a mindset having the saving mindset the third one is create a separate fund for an emergency the fourth one is control your debts don't charge more than you can really afford or pay off in a full every month why do you take debt that is more than you earn you're taking debt that by a, when you want to pay you are running from one in fact you're going to another debt to pay another debt and with this my brother my sister you are going into a very big debt now the next one is get medical insured if your employer does not provide it look into buying a policy through healthcare if you have a car you need an automobile insurance then last uh, another one is uh, like thinking retirement thinking retire, uh, retirement and you need to start that as quick as possible because the sooner you get started the less you will need to save in your 20s try to save between 10 to 15% of your gross salary between what you and your employer are contributing if your employer offer 401k match try to put it enough to get the full match another one is if you start in your 30s ramp that up to 15 to 20% then if you're in your 40s make that 20 to 25 percent the last one is invest if you are unsure how to invest in stocks consider working with a financial advisor who can help you put together a financial plan and show you how to start you don't need a lot of money to actually begin now let me open your eyes to a discovery you see in the last 10 years minim um, minimalism has become one of the biggest growing movement around the world see the min a minimalist tries to live in a smaller house with fewer clothes and less furniture go out less frequently to dinner or concert or sports event and spend time vacationing hiking in uh, national parks enjoy local museums and beaches and um, visiting families and friends they may even share living expenses with their roommates Many people believe minimalists are happier because they have less worry, stress, 
and chaos in their lives. To a minimalist, material things are trivial compared to what they value the most. See, which consists of the quality time for relationship, time to enjoy the simple pleasure of life, and spiritual health. On the other hand, a, 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 a materialist are, are, are actually happiest when they are actively doing things and buying or or actually possessing what is actually important to them. Examples of these are clothes, car, electronic equipment, and gadgets. Their homes or apartments reflect their social status of how they want people to see them. Now, going out to eat is also among what they like, sports events, concerts, and at least one or two vacations away a year. Regardless of whether you are a minimalist or a materialist, or somewhere in between, following the seven rules I mentioned earlier before, we put you through the path to financial independence. Now, going to the last one, you know, I told you it was three. Now, the last one is financial freedom. Achieving financial freedom means we have the ability to live the lifestyle we want. How much do you need for financial freedom? Is a question I'm asking now. How much do you think you need? You see, unlike financial stability and financial independence, there is no fixed number we have to eat in your bank account or investment portfolio to achieve financial freedom. This is because financial freedom is more of a mindset than an actual value. It has a lot to do with the lifestyle we want to live and we want to own a large property go on multiple public, um, multiple holidays a year, drive a nice car, and have a country club membership. The price tag to achieving financial freedom is going to be high. For those that are actually picking all the one I just mentioned. However, the price tag of financial freedom can also be low. If the lifestyle we want to live is about volunteering our time to give back to society and we are content living in frugal and simple life, then the price tag to financial freedom can actually be the same as our financial independence. Now, what is the difference between financial independence and financial freedom? See, financial independence means being able to afford one current lifestyle with adequate passive income. Why financial freedom means being able to afford the current lifestyle and additional luxurious lifestyles if needed. Now, this all takes me down to budgeting. Now, you understand what the expenses is, you understand why you need to do them, but now let's go down to budgeting. Now, you see, you you see you see budget is a detailed list of what you want. So, at the high level, a budget is an allotment of the money you are intending to spend on certain things. It's a priority map of where you see your money going, both short time and long time. If you're looking to improve your overall financial health, Creating and sticking to a budget may be one of the most important steps you take. However, getting started can be overwhelming. Even when you have a budget in place, it may be difficult to follow it. Now, budgeting does not have to be time-consuming or complicated. There is tons of advice around budgeting. And the big problem is that most of it is, is not applicable to everyone and much of it does not allow for any missteps or deviation from the plan. Also, if you are a serious-minded, uh, uh, or if you, are actually, if you are actually in a serious-minded relationship or married, both partners in the relationship should be 
equally excited about budgeting why you and your partner should be on the same page for the overall goals because despite being together you both don't want 100 the same thing don't expect your partner to be excited about building a budget that uh, uh, not all the projects you actually feel like it's necessary or you need it or what you like is not what your uh, your partner could actually like so just like you, your method and excitement levels are going to be different so figure out a way to work to, uh, together toward a common goal without loading your method over there if this is in place then we can move to the next point of this lesson because people tend to make a mistake because if someone advises you about this budget plan you go through it and it's not working well for you. That does not mean another one does not work. Another problem we are having here is that some of us don't have an agreement with our partners or with our, uh, 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 with our wives or with our husband before we actually create a budget. And because of that, if they tend to see that, okay, so you're saving your money just to do this, how do you think this is so important for every one of us in the family? So now I'm not taking your family along or not put, uh, carrying them along with that particular budget you're trying to prove it's actually prove about it because they won't let it work and you know where we are going but thanks that you understand that now after i've said it now we can now move on to kickstarting kickstarting your financial journey you see now this is the first step in creating a budget the first um why this is actually important is that the first step in creating a budget is to calculate your home and expenses. If you are creating a monthly budget, divide your yearly income by 12. Include all sources of income. Once you know your total income, list out all your expenses. You should also make note of which expenses are fixed versus variable and needs versus wants. If you know all this, then you are working in the right step to that financial journey. And I know we will get there. So now, what are these uh, fixed and blah, blah, blah? I've said it before. Fixed expenses, the one that you know, it comes up every month. It is consi- uh, it comes, uh, it's, not, it's not avoidable. It comes in every time and it, it's actually fixed. And the variable, I've said it the other time. These are the variable expenses, as I've mentioned. It could be... It could be it could uh, include your groceries your transportation entertainment clothing and gifts and the next one is your needs know your needs your necessary expenses the your housing your food whatsoever your needs is you know it then your wants expenses that you can live without that is why we call it your wants now this includes dining out and enter- uh, entertainment related such as streaming service like we that we uh, for those who like watching netflix show marks and like these are your wants it is not a fixed for you to actually do it you can actually choose not to now total your monthly expenses if they exceed your income you will likely need to call down on some of your wants once you have an understanding of how much is coming in and where it is going it is time to determine your budgeting method now Choosing the uh, now I'm going to the second one. Choosing the right budgeting method for you. This has always been a problem because it's uh, this one I'm actually trying to talk about now is a comprehensive guide that will help you know the kind of budget you might actually need. Because some of the uh, 
um, advice you have been getting is that uh, they will tell you use this budget it will work for you and if it doesn't work for you feel like oh maybe the world is crushing down on you or the likes no it is not see there's no right way or there's no right answer for everyone oftentimes people have trouble sticking to a budget because the budgeting method is not right for them to determine which is the right budget for you you must understand the various budgeting method this includes zero based budgeting the 50 30 20 rules the 60 percent solution the reverse budgeting and cash only budgeting don't be disturbed if you are not familiar with these terms i will explain few here and you can check um, your internet for more guide now figuring out how to manage your money can feel overwhelming not only do you need to organize your income and expenses you also have to make difficult decisions about how to spend your cash a good way to keep it simple is to consider using a percentage-based budget that divides up your monthly after-tax income into categories. One of the most common types of percentage-based budget is the 50-30-20 rules. The idea is to divide your income into three categories. Spending 50%, that is spending 50% on needs, 30% on wants, and 20% on savings. Now, 50% are the essentials. This rule implies or applies to you living expenses and essentials. This includes your rent, your mortgage, your minimum, debt payment, utilities, goods, clothing, and transportation. Everything, you budget 50% for it. Your 20% should go for your savings. This rule applies to any and all financial goods. They consist of saving and investment, but also include any debt reduction such as additional paying down your credit cards or student loan to become debt free the goal of course is to have a zero debt so the entire 20 percent is going towards savings investment retirement balance balance your 20 percent to your comfort level to achieve your financial goal now the 30 percent is your want and i said it the other time you should understand that that is not actually compulsory but yes it is your want and that will still put you or put you in the limelight where necessary so this rule applies to your personal spending budget this is the money towards non-essential but as your lifestyle as i've said and you can actually budget those 30 percent on it it also helps now if i ask a question is the 50 30 20 budget rule right for you only you can answer this because the 50 30 20 rule can be good budgeting method for some but whether the system is right for you will be determined by your unique monthly expenses, depending on your income and where you live. Now, a marking 50% of your income toward your needs may not be enough. For example, people who live in a high-cost area may have to put a large part of their income toward housing, making it almost impossible for them to keep their needs under 50%. So you may need to adjust the percentage the percentage to fit your situation if you have a large amount of debt that you need to pay off you can modify your percentage based budget and follow the 60 20 20 rule put 60 percent of your income towards your needs including debts then 20 percent towards your wants and 20 percent towards your savings once you are able to pay down your debt consider revising your budget to put that extra 10 percent towards savings now the 60 20 20 budget rule 
is a unique budgeting method for saving a resources because it helps you to save more and it helps you to actually clear off your debt as well. And um, with all this being said, I'm just trying to let you know that if you are, we have many techniques actually, and if you're missing a budget, you're actually picking the wrong budget for your plan or for your whatsoever thing you're actually trying to do, if you're picking the wrong budget techniques, it could actually fail at the very beginning. Now, did you get where I am going? Now, the, the let me talk about that 60-20 again. You see, the 60-20-20 budget rule is a simple roadmap to manage your money and it's a particularly useful strategy designed for individuals whose primary goal is to prioritize saving, savings, debt management, and work toward their long-term financial aspiration. Picture your income after tax as a pie that you're going to divide into three parts. The biggest part of this is that 60% of your pie is for your essential, essential living cost, including debt. These are things you absolutely need to pay for to keep your life running smoothly. We are talking about your housing, rent, blah, 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 food for your meals, etc. Now, let's move on to the next slice. The 20% slice of your income pie is for your future. That, uh, this is why the 60-20-20 rule is especially good if you're keen to focusing on a long-time saving. This slice goes directly to your savings account, retirement funds, and the likes. Now, lastly, the remaining 20% of your pie is for slice of the slice of enjoyment. It's meant for things you want but don't necessarily need. Perhaps a fancy dinner now and then tickets to a concert, a gym membership, or a saving up for an holiday. This is what the last 20 will do. Now, the 60-20-20 rule is not just a simple budgeting tool, but also a financial strategy, uh, strategy focusing on long-term saving. It is like a beginner-friendly guide on how to balance the present necessity and pleasure with a secure future. It helps make sure that while you're living for today, you're also preparing for tomorrow. Now, a research was taken on different budget plans that suit people, which I read on Google, on which uh, they were asked which plans actually work well. They picked 1,000 random people, whether they could actually practice the 30, uh, 50, 30, 20 rule, and if not, which ritual, which ritual does fit their finance. And here is what the result I actually saw. Um, just 70% agree that they can follow 50-30-20. Just under 1 in 7, that is 15%, says they can, they can do 60-30-10. The same 14% say that they can do 70-20-10. So a lot of, um, the, another, another 12% says they can do 80-10-10. Another 10% says 90-10 is 0. Another 9% says 80-20-0. Another 9% says 70-30-0. A lot of results are there, etc. Now, but the bottom line is 80, 83% cannot use the 50-30-20 rule right now. Almost 4 in 10, that is 38% cannot save anything. Now, the most common ratio people are using fall between 60-30-10 and 70-20-10. Now, this takes me to the new woman, uh, the new money rule. This 70 20 10. See, the 30 or uh, the 50 30 20 rule was always more of a guide. 
something to aim for more than a, uh, more than a hard and fast rule. But even so, if you cannot realistic uh, realistically come close to following it, it can be discouraging. Maybe maybe even to the point where you forget about saving up altogether. That's why we really like the idea or I'm trying to like bring this up now that the 70 20 10 rule for your money will actually help applying around 70% of your take home pay to your needs, letting around 20% go to your wants, and aiming to save only 10%. And this will even help you to actually move towards your goal. And don't also ever forget one thing have the jar at home. And there are also some online saving jars that you can actually check online and they could help you. See, these jars help a lot. You can have in your house. Just keep some of those tokens that you have. All these things goes a long way. It is not the everything that you spend and spend and spend. Sometimes you just need to cut some little, little expenses because all these things are very, very important. And it is not every time that we will always be saying it is somebody that is causing your downfall or your poverty falls because your family does not have money or this does not do this. You just have to work towards something, get an income, do what best suits for you. If it is an entrepreneurial business you want to do, do it. Just go venture into something and before you know it, you are able to make that plan. You'll be able to make that budget for yourself. Now, with all this all this budget being said, the most important thing is that before you can do them, you need to track your expenses, and this uh, this means you need to understand your spending habits. Start by keeping track of your expenses for a month or two. Analyze your spending to determine how well it adheres to the rule, and um, before you know, you're you, you're done with that. The next one is understanding your income. The basis of the rule is rooted in understanding what your income is, taking caution that your gross income may be vastly different from your net income. As federal income taxes reduces what you take home by understanding what you earn and what actually eats your bank account each pay period. You see, you uh, uh, the next one is actually um, identify your critical costs. This includes expenses such as rent or mortgage payments, utilities, goods, with transportation, you're about. These costs are non-negotiable and this must be expenses, expenses necessarily for your daily living because these expenses may take up the largest portion of your budget. It is important to be most mindful with this kind of groups. Another one is automat- automate your savings. And as I said, by automating the process, Saving will be simpler. Set up a monthly automated savings from your checking account to your investment or savings account. Now, the last one is maintain consistency. Once you maintain consistency about doing all these things and you're following that uh, consequence, uh, that, that particular rule, and you're doing it the right way, you will get there, and that financial stability that you need will come your way. Now, the path to financial freedom isn't to get rich quick. Is not a get-rich-quick strategy, and financial freedom does not mean that you're free or, or free of the responsibility of handling your money well. It's actually quite the opposite. Having complete control over your finance is the result of hard work, sacrifice, and time, and a lot of that effort is worth it. So, 
do you want that financial freedom today? Do you want to enjoy yourself? Do you want to have that financial stability? You can do it. All you have to do is learn how to 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 learn how to do a budget. Get debt out of your life. Stop borrowing and borrowing and stop going borrowing more than you earn. Set financial goals. Be smart about your career choice. Save money for emergency. Plan for big purchases. Invest for your retirement future. Look for ways to save money. Live below your means. Help your kids save for college. Pay off your mortgage early. Make your make your health a priority. Get the right insurance in place. Work with the uh, work with your financial advisor. Be generous with others. And by the time you do all these things, you will find that financial freedom that you need, and you can move around boasting about what God has done for you. And lastly, God who created us all, you could always pray for Him that He should make all these things easier for you because it's actually easier, easier said by uh, than done. So by praying, I believe God will make it easier for you. And with all this, that financial stability, that financial freedom, that financial independence that you need will all come in place. And before you know it, you can live that big life. You can live that enjoyable life and um, a, a stress-free life, as I've said. Put this in place because we are missing that point now and that is why we are not actually moving forward. But if we can actually put this in place, check for your own budgeting plan. Look for the one that works well for you, the techniques that actually work well for you. Pick it up. Start using it. Be consistent. Put your mind to it. Make sure your spouse or, or if it is your fiancé, if possible, let them know about it. Let them know this plan so that they will not go ahead and actually spoil or make sure that that budget does not work. Make sure that the discussion is there between you guys. And before you know it, you are there. And um, that will be all for today's section. And I hope I'll meet you all the next time I'll be here. Come back. You know how to get me. You can always type the name of the podcast on Google. And um, my email is also attached to my link here. You can always reach out to me if you need more questions. And the question, of, the question and answer box is also open. You can also drop a comment about it where you need uh where you needed uh, an help or where you or what you don't actually understand and uh, we can actually discuss this all out till then love you all till i drop the next amazing topic for you bye bye miles Dwayne loves you